Hello, hello, hello. Anyone there? <laughs> Welcome back to Undiagnosed, the podcast where we aren't quite sure about a catchphrase yet, but we're hoping that kind of down the line we get one. Um, but for right now, it's just a big old welcome back. Um, I would love to go 24 hours without something uh, humiliating happening to me. Because when it comes to making a fool of themselves in public, it's gonna be May. And I find it so hard to realize that this is always happening to me. And I'm like, how can I do it? What preventable steps? Like, if we can catch this early, early on, what can I do to prevent it from happening? And I realize that it's just how I lead my life. It results in me being stupid. So I'm going to get a cold brew right? I love this place. There's this place right uh, below my street and I go every day to get my little cold beer despite my um, flaring IBS and crippling anxiety. I thought, hey, why don't I just throw a cold brew in the mix and make a little cocktail of mess every morning. Um, anyway, so I get there and I'm waiting for my, I order my coffee, I'm waiting for it. And I thought, hey, let's throw some hand sanitizer on. We're in Corona times. We gotta, we gotta stay safe. We gotta stay safe and sharp so I can get my ass to the gay clubs on the weekends. All right, period. So I'm rubbing this hand sanitizer all over my hands and I'm just like, okay, like, let's go. Let's get my coffee. Lady looks at me and goes, hey, sir, that is simple syrup. Simple syrup. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm sure that happens all the time. They were like, absolutely, it does not. That's actually the first time, you dumb fucking idiot. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> call me old fashioned. They were like, what does that mean? Please, if sir, please exit the vicinity. And I thought, all right, so I'm back in my apartment. Think I'm gonna hang here for the rest of the day. I would also like to say, I'm recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Um, you'll obviously be listening to this after the weekend of St. Patrick's Day, so I hope you're alive. Yeah, isn't that fun that we have a whole holiday that we don't really know what it means other than we get drunk with green drinks. And only on St. Patrick's Day do I think, oh, pickle juice with fireball, fuck me up. The way that I was drinking what is called a car bomb, like that's, what? I'm sorry? What am I, chasing it with a spicy watermelon for loke? Are we locoing? Like, that's insane. Like, the things I would drink in college. And I don't drink them now because I'm a classy motherfucker. Sh oh, my laundry's done. All right, I get it. I get it. I'm not going over there anytime soon. So, hold, don't hold your breath. But it, it's just so crazy to me. Like, all these other holidays are just, like, not necessarily centered around drinking. I mean... I know a little bit, but St. Patrick's Day, it's like, all right, let's pour pickle juice in a barrel of Guinness and let's call it a fucking night. Like, that's a little weird to me. I don't even know what St. Patrick's Day is about and I'm 50% Irish. I think St. Patrick was a good guy. I think me and him probably would have been friends. Maybe we would have dated for a little. Maybe it would have been a list of the unrequited loves that I've experienced in my life. I don't know. I don't know if I can see myself with a saint. I don't think, I think I would be bad for, I would be a bad influence on a saint, you know? I'd probably be like, okay, so now we have this platform, let's do a brand deal with Madame Usual so I can get a lifetime supply of flushable wipes, okay? So let's get into the grunt of what this episode is about. This episode is about kind of a look back at my wellness journey. It's going to be a lot about the medical injuries that I've suffered and also okay that sounded serious I mean like like a broken ankle because the stories are all funny um and also like a fitness journey in 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 sprinkled in there so we're gonna get right into it welcome to undiagnosed episode six six or seven guys I don't know what episode I'm on <laughs> all I know is that we're 79 on the charts baby Okay, so we're going to start with your classic middle school experience, which is faking sick. 
let me tell you one thing. When I fake sick, it's not a it's not a decision I make in that moment. I've made this decision on Monday. I'm like Thursday around two o'clock. I'm gonna start showing symptoms. I'm gonna get a little quiet. You know, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be silent at lunch, because I commit to my role. I'm I'm gonna my friends are gonna be talking, and all of a sudden they're gonna be like, wait a minute, has Nick not been talking in a while? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know hang my head a little bit lower. I'm gonna sigh out loud a lot. You know, <sighs> I'm gonna stare out the window. I'm gonna check my phone. And then I'm going to go into class right before the bell starts. I'm going to go up to my teacher and be like, Hi, um, I'm like not like feeling well right now. Like, it's just like, it's just like, I'm just like not good. First of all, no one's voice gets like that when they're sick. You know, oh, shut up. Like no one's voice gets like shaky and, and I just like can't feel my legs right now. I would go big too. I'd be like, I feel like I'm gonna blow chunks all over the gymnasium. And they were like, oh my God, get the fuck out of here. Like teachers don't care. I went way too big with my lies. So I'd go to the nurse and I remember I had this one nurse who was totally for the boys. And she would, I would walk in, I'd be like, <coughs> she'd be like, go home, sit in bed, rip a Campbell's chicken noodle soup and I'll see you tomorrow. And then I had this other nurse. I would literally walk in with my leg detached from my body and she'd be like, how about an orange slice, hon? And I'd be like, okay, um, fuck you. So I was so good at it. And my mom always knew when I was faking sick, but she knew it'd be easier to just go along with it because she didn't want to deal with the temper tantrums that I would throw. So I would come home and I'd be like, hi, like, I'm, I think I just need to like lay down. And then I'd like go on Dogs on my DS under my sheets and I'd be like, <laughs> cheat the system, baby. Birds of a feather flock together. So um, I literally could have won an Academy Award. I was so fucking good at faking sick that I could literally bring my internal temperature up. I w I'm such an empath. I'm so empathetic that like when I need to feel sick, I get to that point. But I would always get instant karma because my mom knew how much I hated going to the doctor. So whenever I was sick, she'd be like, all right, let's go to the doctor's office. And I'd be like, well, I'm not that sick. <laughs> no, no, I think I just go home and watch Lilo and Stitch. Um, so whenever I would have to go to the doctor's office, I'd be like, this isn't even fucking worth it. By the time I get home, everyone else will be back from school. Like, what did I do? But you gotta, you gotta stay committed to the role. So the whole car right there, your head's kind of like on your shoulder. You're just staring out the window like, oh, remember when I was healthy? Like, I just like feel like I'm gonna puke on you. Then I go to the doctor and they'd be like, I don't even know, like a strep test, guys? Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. It was like I was, I was in the Coliseum, okay? I was a gladiator fighting back like a, a pack of lions. I wouldn't let a singular nurse touch me if I was getting a strep test because I didn't like it. They just shove basically a cotton swab down to your large intestine and rip it back up. And I had a problem with that. So I didn't go down easy. I went down with a fight. I was kicking. I was scratching. I was cursing. I was just screaming bloody murder at like, ooh, 14, like a bit too old. They had to bring in this other nurse to restrain me, to restrain me. It's days like those where nurses, I probably made a lot of nurses question their career path. They're like, why am I screaming at this 14-year-old kid in a Jonas Brothers tee who just wants to go home, who clearly is not sick? And I, I, it, I, I wouldn't go down easy, guys. It was insane. And then it would be over and I'd be like, hey, mom, that was really hard. And she'd be like, you better shut your fucking mouth. Because I had to put her through that entire thing. Oh, God, that sucks. That's real shitty. 
But you know what? It makes sense, you know, for me personally. The next injury of note, I love that I'm just doing a, like a, a laundry list of my injuries, but this one's so fucking funny. I was playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, I was playing baseball. Picture Ryan in High School Musical 2. Yeah, there's your, there's your imagery. I was playing baseball, and on, I guess before you play baseball, you're supposed to have a catch. God knows why. Well, I guess that makes sense. I don't, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not an athlete. I'm a thespian, okay? So we're having catch, and I guess like I wasn't paying attention, which completely checks out me getting ready for a baseball game, thinking about what Disney Channel movie is airing that night. Um, so I wasn't looking. Next thing I know, a baseball clocks me right in the middle of my two eyes. Like, like a bell rang. And I literally hit the ground so quickly, so fast. And when I got back up, and not only just that in that moment, for the next three weeks, the seams of a baseball were imprinted in the middle of my eyes. Like, the, the actual... I, it spelled out fucking loser. From, from For all intents and purposes, that's basically what it did. Because I had to walk around school, and I very obviously had the remnants of a baseball mark to the middle of my head. So everyone that saw me, it's not like a cool, like, oh my god, Jeremy, like, tore his yell in the game winner. It's, oh, Nick wasn't paying attention and got hit in the head with a baseball, and it wasn't even hard enough for a concussion. He just has a really unfortunate scar. So, I didn't play baseball for long. On the subject of sports as well, I also did soccer. So in soccer preseason one day, we were scrimmaging. It was technically tryouts. I knew I wasn't going to be on varsity. Like I just, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Like I was going to do well on JV, blah, blah, blah. So I wasn't like, it wasn't like, I wasn't waking up in the morning like, this is my time. I was like, well, here we fucking go. Another day. So I'm playing. And then there's like all these new people that joined the team this year. This one kid slid tackle into me. Slide tackled? Slid tackled. I don't know. Slide tackled into me. I fell on my wrist in a weird way and I heard a crack. And I literally was like waiting to look down and be fucking Bethany Hamilton with one arm. I was like, oh God, is it bad? Like I was like sitting on the ground. Here's the thing. They kept playing the game. Like it was during a scrimmage. They didn't stop. Okay. I had to like literally hobble myself holding what I imagined was just loose bones, loose bones off the field and my athletic trainer comes over and before he even looks at me I'm like is it broken will I ever walk again he's like your left arm has a slight bruise (laughs) like and he checked it out and like he was like it could be a spring it's probably just like really like irritated do you want to cast and I was like yes I need one I was like oh my god my life just flashed before my eyes he's like you're literally totally fine like this is like the bone is all good and I, I wore a cast, and I, I remember I would take, like, Snapchats, and I would, like, hold hold my left wrist up to my face, and be like, hey, hi, yeah, recently, actually, yesterday. Oh, you don't have a cat? Oh, must be nice. Oh, it's just so itchy. Yeah, sprained, sprained, actually, yeah. Soccer, soccer, mm-hmm. Like, for, like, a month. I probably had to wear it for, like, three days. I was like, no, you just, you never know, guys. You never know. Me rolling up to preseason the next day. Hi. Do you guys recognize me with this cast on my arm? I know. It's probably hard to tell. It's Nick. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, you're on JV. Mm -hmm. So after soccer season, um, the next following year, I decided, hey, why don't I do cross country? 
Um, and this is when my fitness journey kind of plays into like the injuries I had because this wasn't an injury so much as being grossly out of shape. So I get to cross country practice. Mind you, my practice for this was running around my block at the shore a couple times. I'd run it like four times. I'd be like, that was probably four miles. Probably wasn't even one mile. But I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm like a natural born athlete. So this is probably going to come really easily to me. Like running 17 miles, I feel like anyone can do. Like I'm in shape, you know. So I get to practice. We're doing some conditioning. I'm obviously one of the slowest people. So he puts me in like the C group. There's like three groups. Me and the fucking losers in C are like, oh, this is so fun. So we had to run like, they would have us do like mile loops. Everyone else is doing like six. I'm like, yeah, a mile sounds good to me. Couldn't even finish it. Okay. Puked every time. For the first week I puked every time. And I went up to my coach and I was like, hey, like, I, I don't really know what's going on with me. I think I have, like, acid reflux. Like, there's something in my stomach. Like, that's why I'm not finishing. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not get it, let's not get it mistaken. You are grossly out of shape, okay? Like, it has nothing to do with your body not being able to handle it. It's that you are literally so out of shape. And I'm like, no, it's got to be a medical condition. You know, like, give me a, give me a Xanax and a drink. <laughs> He's like, that's not funny. And uh, so that I thought was something. And then I carried this over into track. And I also said the same excuse when I did track. I was like, oh, acid reflux. <laughs> He's like, you couldn't walk to the track because of your acid reflux. I'm like, yeah, I had to Uber. Okay. Because you never know when it's going to flare. And it's honestly really hard. And you wouldn't get it. My coach was like an Olympian. And I was like, hey, um, acid reflux again today. I'm just going to eat some Gatorade gummies on the side and watch. You don't mind, right? He's like, yeah, whatever. So that was fun. Now we're gonna get into the types of illnesses that are not real. It's more of like a hangover type vibe or things that I did to myself that um, are not serious, but they're really funny. So I remember the worst hangover of my entire life. Um, we went out for my friend Sarah's birthday, shout out Sarah. We took a party bus around Philadelphia. Um, we went to this really fun bar and I was drinking like those fruity drinks because um, your boy loves a strawberry daiquiri, okay? Let the record show. But after this, I can never drink them again. But they were like these crazy fruit punch bowls and I was just like pounding them like out the wazoo because it was right before COVID and we were ready to get sent home. So I went a little hammy. And um, my the next morning I felt like I had been hit by a plane. Like actually just hit by a plane. It was the worst, I felt like I was I was in the Tower of Terror. My stomach was doing leaps and bounds. My head was spinning fully, fully 360 degrees. My body looked like you had injected like goo, like Pillsbury Doughboy goo into every crevice. I was, I was double my size. So I get picked up and I'm supposed to get on a flight in like five hours. So my dad's driving me home and I'm feeling worse. Because, you know, sitting in a car when you're hungover, that is the worst feeling of all time. And I can't, like, people are like, oh, my God, I need a bagel. I need to, like, eat something when I wake up. If you even mention food to me, a projectile vomit right on you in that moment. So I'm swaying in the car, okay? I can't really see. Everything's kind of blurry. I can't look. I My dad's like, how was your weekend? I'm like, don't, don't do it. Don't ask me a question, please. So I made him pull into a Dunkin' because I was like, you know, I kind of just want a coffee. I'm starving. Because I didn't want to tell him that I was about to blow chunks. I go into that Dunkin' bathroom. Let me tell you one thing. I'm surprised the franchise didn't shut down after I... I didn't just... In one way more than another, that bathroom will never be the same. I left a piece of me in there. 
that I will never get back. Like, I felt like I committed an exorcism. Like, uh, the noises that I made were screaming. And pure. you would have thought that there was 15 people, a horse, and an army of gladiators in that bathroom. And then I walked out, like, pale as a ghost. And I was like, it's open. <laughs> it was the worst thing. And then we were supposed to go to California. So we finally get home. I'm laying in my bed like a small Victorian child who can't speak or move. And it's like, please, uh, some porridge. I couldn't get up. And my dad was like, all right, we got to go to the airport. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? I can't go anywhere. I have swine flu. And he was like, you smell like Guinness. Get in the car. So I had to. I had to like go to the airport and go to California on like this really nice vacation. Like it was just like, oh, count your blessings, you know? So like that's a little bit about me hungover. It's debilitating and there's no there's no feeling worse than it. I now like to present the next segment of the podcast, which is a uh, cornucopia of stories about Nick falling down. Let's start off strong. I'm a tour guide at Villanova. I'm giving my first tour of all time by myself. Um, and the thing about tour guides at Villanova is that you walk backwards. <laughs> you see where this is going, guys? Yeah. So I'm giving my tour. I am absolutely slaying the house down and I'm walking backwards and I see this concerned look on this woman's face and I literally was like, what could that be about? Right about that moment is when I noticed there was a staircase behind me. Um, yeah, I went down. I went down backwards. Right down, tried to grab the bar, wasn't there. Just kind of barrel rolled down for a little bit. Um, yeah, it was a it was a different vibe to the tour after that part because I got up and I was like, ah. <laughs> and you can't really curse on the tour, um, so I was just kind of like, oh fiddlesticks. <laughs> Meanwhile, in my head, I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill someone right fucking now. Um, that was, like, one of the most humiliating things. I'm like, come to Villanova. You won't be the dumbest person on campus. Later on in that same year, I had class in the business school. And I was walking downstairs. And for those of you who don't know um, Villanova, business school is where everyone hangs out. It's, uh, every, everyone is there. And there's this giant staircase that leads to, like, the foyer area of where the students are. Okay. I just had a stressful test. I'm walking down the stairs. I have not a sensible shoe on. I'm wearing like my Sperry's because I was closeted and I thought that that's what the guys wore. So I get down like half the halfway. My right shoe gets caught because my sh left shoe like steps on the, my right shoelacer. I don't even know how it happened. All I know is that my feet went on, out from under me and I like skid like a fucking boulder going across a pond. I skid down like four steps. My backpack's like choking me out and I wish that it had just done the job there because I, everyone stopped, everyone looked, everyone. Like, fuck off. You know what? Even though if it wasn't me, I would have been like, oh my God, that bitch just fell. So there's no real great way to recover from that. I was gonna do like a little, and for my next trick or like, but like, I didn't think quick enough on my feet. So I just kind of like, immediately walked outside of the building, which meant that everyone thought I was thinking about it for the rest of the day, and I was. But that was like a very humbling experience. And when I say humbling experience, I mean it totally made sense for everything in my life. My third and final fall of note happened when I was in, uh, God, what is, it must have been eighth, seventh or eighth grade. I still have a mark from it to this day. 
basically behind my best friend's house, there was this little woodsy area where we would go and we would explore and pretend to be fucking Ranger Rick and I don't know, Indiana Jones. Maybe it was a little bit younger than seventh and eighth grade. And if it wasn't, I'm just going to say that so people think I wasn't playing pretend, uh, even though I kind of play pretend now too with my own thoughts. So we're back there and I, we made like what we thought was a really awesome idea of making a little bridge. And the bridge was a log, a teeny tiny little skinny log. And I was like, oh my God, I'm petite as fuck. I can totally walk across this. So my friend walked across it first, no issues there. And then I thought, fuck me up, this is my turn, like, let's go. Um, so underneath the bridge was just a pile, like a huge mountain of twigs and like a tiny stream. I'm walking across and uh, I lose my footing, okay? I lean to the left a little, my friend's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. And then I lean back to my right, I try to grab something, nothing was there. I literally like face planted into a pile of twigs at least three feet below me and i just kind of laid there my friend was like are you good and i was like oh i just laid there for so long and i still have marks like i literally like, it was as if someone drew on me with like a red crayola marker all over my body that's how many scratches i had it was horrible and that actually reminds me, this wasn't even the first time I had a bad fall like that. Well, this was the first time, but later in my life, sorry, I'm going off the map here. There's just so many things to think of. Is when I was studying abroad in Venice, I bet you you don't know anyone else that's done this, okay? I swear to you, if you if you know anyone else that's done what I'm about to say, please let me know. Is there a support group? Can I talk to someone? Put me in contact. I'm in Venice, studying abroad, a life-changing experience, by the way. Um, and we were sitting at the canal one night, like me and my broad group was having some wine and we noticed that there's a bunch of crabs in the canal. Like there's like little steps that lead down to the canal and like there's crabs that hang out there. And like, I grew up going to the Jersey, I grew up going to the Jersey shore. So I would always, you know, hunt for crabs and like, I have no problem like picking up a crab, but it's just like part of who I am. Like, sorry, I'm a country boy. I'm a country boy. You know what I mean? So Everyone was like, ew, it's a crab. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll pick that up. So I picked up a crab. It was so fun. I got the boys buzzing. Like, everyone was like, this kid's sick. Like, Nick, 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 Nick. You know what I mean? So I saw a big macho, macho crab on, like, the furthest step in. So I thought, oh, bitch, prepare to get got. So I make my way down. There's a little bit of, like, moss and algae on each step, okay? I wait for the best time to strike. And... All the while, I take I, my shoes are off, so I'm barefoot. As I reach down with such force, my legs suddenly decide that they don't want to hold me up anymore. So I slipped, and I didn't fall backwards towards where land was. I fell forwards into the canal. I, I was fully submerged, by the way. It's not shallow. I fell into the canal, like, below my head. Like, I was underwater. Do you know how fucking gross that is? Do you know what my clothes smelled like after that? They smelled like a fish died in them. And you know what? One probably did. Because I was swim <laughs> like, no, it wasn't like a quick, like, I fell in and then I immediately got out. Like, I was like, so it was like, holy fuck, holy, like I was swimming to get back to the stairs. And then I got out and everyone was in such a state of shock and laughter that no one knew what to say. And I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't believe that that happened. And I literally just got out and I said, all right, it's time to go the fuck back to America. And I took a shower and I couldn't wash my clothes because there wasn't a washer dryer in our Airbnb. So my bag smelled like fish pus for like two weeks, okay? 
that was the worst fall of my life because of the sheer wow factor. Do you know anyone else that's fallen into a Venetian canal? How to spot a local 101. Oh, I don't know. Is he swimming where our boats shit? Yeah, because I was. Oh God, it's so bad. And now comes everyone's favorite part of the podcast where I try and make a point to something that is simply pointless. I guess, hmm, let's get creative here. I shared a lot of like my health journey in terms of injuries because it's like, how can you not laugh at them when you're older? How can you not have the hindsight to be like, oh my God, how funny is it? Like people who didn't fall, I bet you aren't even funny, but you can't even tell a joke. You think Gigi Hadid, you know, is cracking, she's probably cracking yo mama jokes still. But good old Nikki's always got some trauma-filled joke to make the boys laugh, and girls, and, and whoever. But I guess my point is that if you expect anything but the real me from this podcast, then go listen to Call Her Daddy, because this is not that. This is just me sharing myself utterly and truly, and that's the good, the bad, and the ugly, because those are three things that people describe me as. Well, two things, but I'll let you figure out which ones those are. Um, so thank you guys again for listening this week. I appreciate all of the love. Thanks for getting me on the charts. Uh, hope that I can get some brand deals going soon. How fun would that be if next time, thank you to Gucci for sending me a tissue that says Gucci on it. I had to pay them $1,000, but it still counts as a brand deal to me. Um, so as always, if you have any feedback, feel free to hit me up. Send this to all your friends. Send it to your coworkers. Send it to, uh, I don't know, your aunt that you haven't talked to in a while just a great conversation starter so with that i will say see you next tuesday love y'all Momo. undiagnosed nose nose